Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pup's names are Sunny and Riley. Riley just joined us this week. And each week we talk to different teams around the world to find out about the impact that they're making in their areas. If you are just getting started or not sure where to get started, we have a free guide for you that you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a free community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. Today we're talking with Katie and Archer, and I'm so excited for you to get to know them. If you follow Archer the Therapy Dog on Instagram, you know how much they like to share around therapy dog awareness and different tips that they've encountered along the way. So looking forward to getting her in here. Hi, Katie. Yay, it's working. Yay. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. This is Archer. Hi, Archer. Hi, Archer. Famous friend. <laughs> He's very tired. Aw. <laughs> He had his first day as a school dog today. Oh, how did that go? That was wonderful. Aww. It makes me want to retire from my real job so I can do it all the time. Aw. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear more about that. But before we dive in, would you like to introduce yourself in Archer? I'm Katie Barron, and this is Archer. And we also have Jordy, who's 11 weeks old, who's running around here somewhere. <laughs> Archer was cured as a therapy dog and passed his test in October 2020, which of course was in the middle of the pandemic. So we didn't actually get to start doing therapy dog visits until August of 2021. And we've been doing it ever since. We just recently got his therapy dog title from the AKC. That's very exciting. <laughs> and y'all volunteer in a variety of different environments, correct? Yes. So we have three hospitals that we visit. Those are just once a month. But we have two nursing homes that we visit every week. And we have a library that we do once a month. And just today we started going to the grammar school. And tomorrow we're going to the middle school. So four days a week we're going to be doing therapy dog visits. <laughs> I was going to ask how many days a week that ends up being. <laughs> yeah, it's four days a week. <laughs> And who gets tired first, you or Archer? Probably me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he was having so much fun today. It was just great. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Jared said they just asked you how many visits were done to get the title. How many okay. visits was that? So the first level of AKC therapy title is novice, and you only need 10 visits for that. Okay. And then to get therapy dog, it's 50. And then the next level, I don't know what it's called, is 100. Yeah, I know there's like excellence and a couple others too. Yeah, we're working on whatever the next one is now. Okay, very cool. And you have which one right now? We just got therapy dog. All right, so you're working on 100. Yeah, so we needed 50. And we actually got it, like, back in September, but I didn't do the paperwork in time. So we're actually at, like, 80 now. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so we're getting Very close. Cool. Now that we're doing four days a week, it'll come really quick. Yeah. That'll add up fast, for sure. Yes. Yep. And you're registered through Bright and Beautiful Therapy Dogs, right? Correct. Um, Bright and Beautiful is one of the nationwide in the U.S. Yeah. What made you decide to go through them? Well, I really wanted to go to Goryeb Children's Hospital. Okay. 
long before Archer was even thought of, I wanted to train a therapy dog and I knew I wanted to go to Gloria. So I called them and they wanted Bright and Beautiful. So I went through Bright and Beautiful. <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> That's very common. I find that people have a specific place that they want to volunteer and that place works with a specific organization. Yes. The ironic thing is we have not yet visited Goryab. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> it just hasn't worked out yet with COVID and everything. Okay. How did you first find out about therapy dogs? I found out back when I was a Girl Scout leader. I had heard about a troop for I think it was Silver Award, was raising a seeing eye puppy. So that's when I started to research like different types of things. And I thought it would be more fun to have a therapy dog because we used to go to the nursing homes to do, you know, singing and caroling. And I thought it would be fun if the therapy dog could go with us. That was probably 20 years ago. And it took me this long to actually get a therapy dog. (laughs) My last dog, Riker, He was a seeing eye, what do they call them, (laughs) re-careered. But he failed the seeing eye because he was timid. And he would never have made a good therapy dog because he was afraid of everything. Gotcha. Did you originally bring him in hoping that he would be a therapy dog? No, I just brought him in because I needed a dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's valid. I was just curious. (laughs) What about Archer? Were you looking for a therapy dog when you were looking for Archer? I was. And when I talked to the breeder, I was like, look, this is what I want. I want a therapy dog. My breeder didn't let me pick him out. She chose the puppy that was right for you and what you wanted. And she chose Archer for us because she knew I wanted him to be a therapy dog. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And he started training when he was 12 weeks old. All right. Wow. Very early. Yep. What were some of the things that you told her you were looking for in a therapy dog? Or was she already familiar with the role? She's been a breeder for 50 years, so she knows. And she breeds working dogs, hunting dogs mainly. So she's very familiar, and she has a lot of other puppies that have become therapy dogs. But basically, it's really about temperament in terms of you want a dog that's not fearful, Mm -hmm. not aggressive, and that's willing to go up and visit with people. Archer is definitely a people dog. We go to the dog park and he'd rather visit with the people than with the dogs. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) I love it. Is that how you knew he would be a good fit or when did you really know, yes, this is going to work for him? You know, I wasn't even sure when we took the test. Okay. He was two years and three months old when we took the test. And I didn't think he was going to pass because he was still very much a very playful puppy and wanted to roll on his back and wanted to play. And I didn't think he'd pass at all, but he did. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a matter of working with them and constantly working with them. I mean, that's the big thing with any kind of obedience training or agility training or show training or whatever. It's consistency and making sure that you're doing it every single day and reinforcing those skills every single day. You know, something simple like when you get home from work and your dog is going crazy, right? I don't pet him until he sits. He has to sit nice and then I will pet him. And I've already started working on that with Jordy. Yeah, I will pet him when he sits nice. And he's only 11 weeks old. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Archer's a golden retriever, right? He is. Is yep, Jordy also a golden retriever? Jordy's a golden retriever. Okay. Jordy and Archer are actually cousins. Okay. So Archer's mother and Jordy's father are siblings. Okay. Did you go through the same breeder for Jordy? He actually came from a different breeder, okay. but it's the breeder that Archer's breeder got her stud dogs from. Okay. That we weren't looking for a puppy. <laughs> Archer's breeder called us and said, hey, are you still looking for a puppy? I have a friend of mine who has a family that just backed out. <laughs> That's how we had a majority. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I have a question here from the comments. Someone's asking how you would go about looking up the therapy dog trainings in an area and where therapy dogs can go into facilities. So I don't know what your process was like for that, but if you could just share a little bit there. That is a very good question. A lot of places don't have specific therapy dog training. I didn't go through specific therapy dog training. We went through a regular obedience school to get canine good citizen. And the woman who was teaching our class happened to know about bright and beautiful therapy dogs. So she's the one who steered me in the right direction to where to actually go to get tested. But you don't actually have to go to school to become a therapy dog. If you train your dog to, you know, do the basic command, sit, stay, you know, come when called, that sort of thing. And they're not reactive to loud noises. They're fine with people. They don't mind people pulling their ears and touching them. You don't have to go through formal training, but you could do that at home if you saw a bunch of YouTube videos and are dedicated. I'm not that dedicated. I have to go to class. <laughs> yeah, I think group classes can be helpful too if your dog needs to work on dog distractions. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Some dogs don't care. Some dogs just aren't interested in other dogs regardless. Right. <laughs> what was the second half of that question? The first half was trainings. The second half was facilities. I found facilities because I wanted to start. I'd been waiting and waiting to have a therapy dog. I finally had a therapy dog and I couldn't go anywhere. So when they started lessening the restrictions, I just started calling places. And I knew they used to have a program at Morris View, which is the first nursing home I went to. So I called them and I was like, are you still doing therapy dogs? And I'm like, no, you know, everybody stopped doing it because of COVID. I said, do you want to start it up again? So they went and checked and made sure that it was okay with their guidelines and volunteer guidelines and everything. And I said, look, I've never done this before. <laughs> um, I'm willing to come and visit, but you have to show me the ropes because yeah. there was no cap. Like at Bright and Beautiful, they have captains. The <laughs> captain is the person at the facility that basically gives you an orientation and shows you how to do it. We didn't yeah. have that. So the lovely woman at Morris View said, sure, I'll show you how to do this. <laughs> so we started making visits and then I became the captain and we're up to six teams at Morris View now. Okay. So, yeah. Are you enjoying being a captain it's just okay. scheduling and paperwork and you know making sure everybody's up to date on their vaccinations that they're renewing their their membership to bright and beautiful and that sort of thing and doing the calendar i do the calendar mm -hmm. for morris yeah, because we have six teams and they want them to go all different times so that they have dogs there as much as possible so i have to work that out 
I know some of the organizations have like listings or email members when a facility comes to them looking for therapy dogs. Is that something that Bright and Beautiful does as well? Yes. I don't know if this is every Bright and Beautiful chapter, but here in New Jersey, we get, it's called Wolf Mail. <laughs> and we get a Wolf Mail and it lists all the people who want a single visit or people who want ongoing visits and the name of the person to contact. You're now the third team that I've talked to from Bright and Beautiful and the third team from Bright and Beautiful in New Jersey. So <laughs> I just find it really interesting. Yeah, Bright and Beautiful was founded in New Jersey, here in Morris Plains, which is actually where I got married. It's where my husband grew up. So it's really local for me. <laughs> yeah, Chris Hanna and his dog Cole the Deaf Dog are in New Jersey, and so is Tucker and his mom. <laughs> They're at a school there in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And I know Bright and Beautiful also, just going back to that question briefly, does have a list of trainers that work with them on their website, too. And the website is excellent for Bright and Beautiful. They also describe the tests so you can look at it and say, oh, my dog needs to do this, but he's not doing that well. Let me work on it. So you have an idea before you go in for the test, if you're not going through a formal training process. Yeah, I know Alliance and Pet Partners do that too. I know the Alliance test is on YouTube. Pet Partners might be, I'm not sure, but it's part of their training. But a lot of them are so similar to the Canine Good Citizen test though. Yeah, it's very similar, except for the loud noises and distractions. And we had to test around people in wheelchairs. But in the class that I was in, six of the eight puppies in the class were training to be therapy dogs. So she had those as distractions. When we were working on walking around in a crowd and stuff, she had wheelchairs, yeah. she had crutches, and it worked out really well. Yeah, we did Canine Good Citizen and everything leading up to it through a place called Zoom Room. And a lot of the dogs that go there want to be therapy dogs. So they also have crutches and wheelchairs and everything in their trainings. Now, do they offer an actual class to become a therapy dog? You know, they're franchised. So it varies yeah. from place to place. So their website says yes, but I have been waiting for our location to have a therapy dog workshop for three years <laughs> and they keep saying that it's coming, but there has to be enough interest. And I think COVID just kind of derailed their therapy dog yeah. workshops for a little bit. Uh, that's the same as where we go. They don't have anything specifically for therapy dogs. Yeah. It but says they do on their website, which I was excited about, but yeah. it's a workshop, not an ongoing class and they haven't offered it yet since okay. I got sunny. So yeah. Well, Archer did a lot, a lot of obedience. He did puppy kindergarten, and then he did beginners twice. <laughs> and then he moved on to advanced. He did advanced at least twice, maybe three times. <laughs> but, you know, for Archer, it took two years. But my trainer told me that it takes golden retrievers extra time because they're so silly. Uh, yeah, they got a lot of energy for sure. In fact, there was another question about what about being a bit hyper energetic? How old should they be? And I think that ties into it. When you have a more hyper energetic puppy, it takes a bit longer. Yes. And the therapy dog organization has their own uh, guidelines. I know for Bright and Beautiful, it had to be at least a year old. And I know some of the dogs that are on our team in Morrisview were only maybe a year and a half when they passed their test. 
there was no way that Archer was going to pass at one. Okay. There was no way he would have passed at two. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be two years and three months. <laughs> at two yeah. years old, he was still ripping my arm out of the socket <laughs> when we went for a walk. <laughs> Barb commented, she, I believe, did a therapy dog specific class with Carmel with a trainer who was working. I think the trainer was also an evaluator for TDI. And sometimes there is a plan there. So, yeah. If you go to the AKC website, and look up therapy dog organizations, there's a list of, I think it's like 206, 204 different organizations in the United States. And some of them are in Canada too, that you can reach out to because there's only three or four that are national, but there's literally hundreds that are local. Yeah, one of our previous guests, Elise, who's an evaluator for Alliance, actually, she really likes working with the smaller orgs that are associated with vet programs, for example. She's had really good experience with that, but when she moved, she was looking for a national program. So it just kind of depends. Like, if you're not planning to move, it's not as important, but if you want to stay consistent or travel and volunteer, then it matters more. True. Yeah. And being an AKC therapy dog organization really only matters if you care about that AKC therapy dog title, but it's a great starting place. Right. um, And I'm sure there's others out there. Yes. Like you said, it's a good starting place. Yeah. Like when you don't know where to look, here's a list. (laughs) There's always Google. Yeah. (laughs) There is always Google. Sometimes you don't know what to Google though. (laughs) Therapy dog organizations in my area. Yeah, totally. So Katie, you said today was Archer's first day volunteering at a school. Tell us a bit about your experience and how that went. Oh, it was very exciting. Um, In December, we went in for an interview with the principals of the two schools and the counselors. And then we had to get Board of Ed permission to start a program there because they'd never had a program at the schools in my town. So today was our first day. And... We went in for an hour and we go at my lunchtime because I'm still working full time. And today, all we did was introduce Archer to the school. And so he got to see a lot of kids, which he loved. We got to visit every fourth grade classroom. And we saw some kids that he knows from the neighborhood. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. But basically, it was just these kids just loving them, yeah. just uh-huh. having such a good time, just petting them. And it was a lot of fun. That's great. Kara had a question about how you help Archer to adjust to young children's squeaky and happy voices because they get her dog a little bit excited. That <laughs> is a very good question. One of the things with any type of situation for a therapy dog is you want to get them used to it early. So the earlier you can do it, the better. But I mean, old dogs can learn new tricks. So I would suggest going to a playground. Mm-hmm. Go so that your dog is around kids who are yelling and screaming. I mean, it sounds simple, but it really is. Yeah. You know, when Archer needed to learn about sliding doors on elevators and hospitals and such, I took him to Home Depot. Yeah. And we practiced with the sliding doors at Home Depot. Yeah. But yeah, I would say take your dog to a playground and lots of treats. Have lots of treats with you <laughs> so that your dog associates Screaming children with yummy treats. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Kitty, is there a story that stands out to you in your experience that really just gave you the feeling of like, this is why I do this. This is why I volunteer with my Uh, dog. There's so many of them. Give you one in particular. There is this woman 
Uh, let's call her Annette. That's not her name, but we'll call her Annette. And she was at the nursing home. And we would go by her room and the aide that I was with would be like, she doesn't talk. She doesn't get out of bed. Don't bother with Annette. So one day Annette got a new roommate and we went in to see the roommate. And the aide was still like, you know, don't bother with Annette. While we were there, I was like, let's just go say hi. So we went over and she sat up in bed and she pet Archer. We go every week to this nursing home. So we made sure we went to visit her as much as we could. And eventually she was getting out of bed. <laughs> she was sitting in a chair. The last time we saw Annette, it's probably a couple weeks ago now, because we go the same time every week. She was already standing up with her walker, waiting for Archer. She was laughing. She was smiling. She was engaging. And then she pet Archer and said hello and told him what a good boy he is and how beautiful he is and what a blessing he is. And then she walked down the hallway with us to the common room and was chatting with other people, stopping to visit. It was like a complete turnaround on this woman who wouldn't talk and wouldn't get out of bed. Yeah. And she says it's because of Archer. And it just, it gives me chills. It's like, he makes such a difference in people's lives. Yeah. That's such a powerful story. I really hope that, you know, the aide and the staff there really took away from that too, because she wouldn't have had that opportunity had she not had a roommate to bring him in. We, the people at Morrisview, where we go, it's through the recreation department at Morrisview. At other hospitals, it's through volunteer services. But they just love having the therapy dogs there because they can see what a difference it makes to have the therapy dogs there. Yeah. And I met this lady. She's deaf. And the aide was like, don't bother with her. She's deaf. Mm. But I know sign language. I've been oh. taking class, so I was like, "Ooh, let me try," because yeah. I never used it in real life. So we had a conversation, and she told me her name, and I told her Archer's name oh. and how old he is, and it was really fun. Yeah. So it was really cool that's that those awesome. two pieces of my world came together. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's something that you could share when you go to new facilities, so that if they have anyone who has hearing impairments, they know like you can actually communicate with them. Well, I guess I could. When yeah. we were at the school today, there was a little boy who was deaf. His aide is like, what's a sign for dog? And I'm like, that, that's a sign for dog. Oh, DG, got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah. so great. I love that. And obviously like, it doesn't matter for the dog if they can hear them or not. It doesn't yeah. matter at all. Yeah. You just look into their eyes. A dog that makes eye contact is really important mm -hmm. because that's what they want. They want to look into their eyes and see the being that's within. Yeah. Mindy says to stop cutting onions. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I always end up laughing about it so much on like every single episode, but these stories really are so precious and so important. And the impact that these dogs make is magical. <laughs> Which is why Archer and I are such advocates for therapy dogs. And we want anybody who 
is even thinking about having a therapy dog or training their dog to be a therapy dog, to have the most resources and know where to go and have the tips and tricks that we use to become a therapy dog. I mean, I'm not a great dog trainer, but I've been through the process and I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. So that's why Archer likes to, I'm his scribe. <laughs> <laughs> he I tells me it. what to say. I love if it. there's spelling mistakes, it's his fault. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, Katie, is there anything else that you wanted to share while we're here? I just, I really appreciate you inviting us on to talk to you and to talk with everybody who joined us. I really appreciate everybody who joined. And if anybody has any questions, just, Drop us a DM in Instagram. We love to talk about therapy dogs. <laughs> and they can find you at Archer the Therapy Dog, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that's where they find Archer. Right. I actually have my own Instagram, <laughs> but yes, that's Archer's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they're going to find his journey and his yeah. messages that you relay for him. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I'm so glad we had the chance to talk today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good day and give Archer a hug for me. I will. Take care. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye.